get into the word. All right, we've been talking about uninvested connection, but obviously it's a play on words. We're really trying to highlight what an invested connection looks like. And, you know, we talked about you have every right to, to experience some wonderful things in this life, but you actually uh, draw from what you submit to. There's no different than, like, we talked about, like, you know, you have that whole uh, water hose outside your house. You could be squeezing all day. There's no water coming out until that hose is connected and secure and locked in. And, of course, you know, we, we, we talk about a lot around here, Psalms 92, 13, they that be planted in the house are flourishing the courts. So getting to a, a position where you're rooted and grounded. And we walk through some different people and, and, and their level of uh, connection and investment. We talked about uh, Elijah, Elijah and how he was so uh, invested in serving Elijah, which honestly he was just serving him as unto the Lord because the Lord is the one that told Elijah to drop that mantle on him. And, and so his master went through, his master, his leader, went through and he took his man on, slapped it on the River Jordan and the Jordan opened up and he did all types of signs and wonders and miracles. When he was ascending unto heaven, he left his mantle. Elijah picked it up and slapped that same mantle. Same God that's with Elijah, do what you do. And he had actually was able to experience uh, some of that same uh, power and might. Even uh, when Joshua took over for Moses, he said, hey, man, uh, he says, I was with Moses, I'll be with you. You know what I'm saying? Why? Because he was, uh, he had a connection. He had an uh, invested connection. Remember when they were talking to the disciples and, and who was it? I think you mentioned yesterday, guy talked, and they called them Christian first at Antioch. Well, why did they call them Christians? Because they saw him living in Christ, looking like Christ, acting like Christ, doing some things that Christ was doing. You see what I'm saying? It wasn't, look, it didn't say they called themselves Christians. <laughs> they called them Christians because they were living in Christ, right? Right, and so, so it's a different level of, of, of connection. And God said the members in the body as it pleases him. We talked about that too, 1 Corinthians 12, 18. We also talked about, well, we didn't talk about this, but I'm talking about it right now. You know, how uh, God has set up for us to be fitly joined together. Fitly joined together. And it says, uh, smitten yourselves one to another. It says, every member one of another, right? It says all members not the same, but we being many are one body in Christ, right? It says, so we all have an office. We have a, a responsibility. We all have a need, we all need it, but nobody can puff themselves up because we need the other person. But when we skip connection and, 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 and get uh, tricked or, or, or manipulated or deceived into isolation, there's so much is missing because everything that was designed for you to be the best that you can be, you're not connected to. And there's something in our lives that tells us we could do without being connected. And it's impossible. The Bible says two are better than one. A three-fold cord is not easily broken. Matter of fact, way back in Genesis 2, I know this is not, the people online ain't getting none of this, these scriptures uh, uh, 
uh, typed out because I just flowing with the Holy Spirit. But Genesis 2.18, God said, it's not good for man to be alone. Now, 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 you know, man underneath man and woman here at the church, we've learned is male and female. Man is, God created man. Male and female created he them. That's what the scripture says, right? So, so it's not good for male or female to be alone. Genesis 2.18, right? He set it up that way. Why? Because we're tempted to lean to our own understanding. And we already know right now, we are not good in our own heads. Can I get an amen? Amen. <laughs> And we don't, none of us, I, listen, I ain't good in my own way. Like, Lord be getting on me like, man, just don't even think about it. He's like, because like, you, you, you think too much. Like, God be getting on me. Like, you think that you will think of every possible scenario. And none of them got anything to do with what I'm doing. He says, so why don't you just get out your own head, just roll with me. I got it. I got this. I got this. Right? So that's why we can't, lean, we can't be alone. We can't, we'll lean to our own understanding. Right? We could deceive ourselves, James chapter 1, verse 19. We could deceive, deceive ourselves, right? Then uh, 2 Timothy 2, we can oppose ourselves, have to be recovered from ourselves. Remember, the prodigal son had to come to himself, right? Right. So we have to, we, like, we got to get, you know, get back where we're planted to flourish, right? Does that make sense? All right, so let's, with that in mind, that was just a little prelude. Let's go to Acts, Acts chapter 6. Let's open up here with Acts chapter 6. Talk about this, guys. Remember we talked about how Jethro told Moses, uh, we read it last week, how Jethro told Moses. He said, so look, Moses cared. No different than Solomon. Solomon said, Lord, give me wisdom so I can serve these great people in 1 Kings 3, right? And then Jethro, what happened was Jethro chilling and his daughter shows back up. Now, this ain't like now. Now, Somebody, you know, somebody get on the plane, <laughs> something like that, go back to the crib. No, it, your daughter got to travel throwing camels through wilderness. So his daughter shows back up. They hop back on the camel, go back, and he's like, Moses, like, you went through all this work to get my daughter. Why is my daughter not with you? And he says, man, but you know, listen, man, I've really been so busy doing God's work, <laughs> right? You know, I'm not trying to take care of, there's so many people, man, and they got so many problems they're dealing with because they wasn't at uh, Master Life class at 915. I, I said that like, that really was a plug more than me getting on anybody. It really was a plug because Ms. Lamar highlighted the, all the different things, that, the foundational things that sometimes we could skip. And then we ask, we may ask questions or we have some level of confusion or sometimes we wonder why we don't have the momentum because we're not getting the entire layer of learning. We're not getting the details. Sometimes, you know, through a Sunday service, you're like, okay, man, if we could have that broken down more. It is, 9.15. Right, it's 9.15. So 9.15 shouldn't really be for a solid Christian growing or people have, a, especially have a call on their life. But, it is, you know, you know, as we... Uh, endeavoring to doing some some things at the end of the year. These are foundational things that we need to get right. These uh, today we had a great time talking about how to get answers to prayer by the Holy Spirit leading you, abiding in Christ, and abiding in the Word, and letting the Holy Spirit guide you in the truth, but helps you to receive the truth. But anyway, how did I get on that? <laughs> so what I was saying is like uh, Jethro says, man, these people are dealing with a lot, and uh, no. Moses said they're dealing with a lot. He says, man, but you can't spend your entire day. 
Oh, it wasn't you. It was, uh, it was you guys. It was uh, Lou and Jamal talking to them about it. Like, you can't spend your entire day just counseling everybody all day. He says, dude, you're you going to go crazy. Yeah, remember we were talking about that? We were driving. Right? He says, so, he said, tell you what, do it, let's do it this way. He said, what I need you to do is find able men, people that have an invested connection. Right? He says, he says, now they're going to take care of some cases, but then he says, we're going to spit them out. There's some simple cases. You can let these guys take care of that. Then there's another level of cases. These guys can take care of that. Then there's another level of cases. These guys can take care of that. But the hard cases, you could take care of those. That way you ain't going crazy. But notice he said, able men. Not just people that, that, that have proximity. Not just people that have longevity. But people that were invested or planted in. Because, oh, people that had, we talk, you, he highlighted this, that's why I'm emphasizing, that has the, the core information. Uh, Mr. Lamar made a point this morning. He said, you know what? You can show up and have some information and think you can skip the other information, but somebody's going to ask you a question that's going to place a demand on that core foundational information. See, the thing is, lives are at stake. So let's say I'm going I'm, 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 uh, I'm to just pull you out, you know, because the Lord forever, somebody has me talking to you. So you have these, you got this, this crew right here, right? And so, so these, these are great people here. I like to cut, you know. <laughs> Way to come down to earth. All right, so we got these great people right here. You got, the, you got these fleet of guys right here, right? And so you run a house and, and greatness starts pulling onto them but it pulls onto them and presents to them challenge, right? So you have enough information to deal with the surface of the issue, but you skip the information that could deal with the root of it. And so they're walking around looking for answers when the whole time that God has been trying to infuse them in you, but maybe you was busy doing something else. Right, and so the whole time you send them to people, uh, they run into people and they're still perplexed because they don't have the information because you're the vessel designed to absorb the information that they're supposed to get. So, so, so sometimes when we're skipping information, it's not just for us. We're, we're skipping information that's supposed to impact others. Sometimes you're not getting information because you need it. You're getting information that others may need. So, so sometimes you can sit around and go, I know that already. Yeah, but through the person that you're going to meet at the grocery store later today that's crying and depressed, do you have the information that can help them? All right, so just think about that. Just think about that as we keep going here, right? Because I wanted to highlight those able guys for a second. This is another crew that was, was, uh, was, was selected here. Matter of fact, my heading says seven are chosen, right? It says in those days, uh, Acts 6, 1, it says in those days when the number of the disciples was multiplied, there arose a murmuring of the Grecians against the Hebrews because their widows were neglected in daily ministration. Nobody's serving everybody, <laughs> right? It says then the 12 called the multitude of the disciples unto them and said, is it not reason that we should leave the word of God right, and serve tables. It's like, we're, what's getting us through what we're doing, what's moving us in this life is this word. So you're telling us to leave the word and to just make sure we take care of tables, right? 
Right, this, this, this. <laughs> this is good. This is good. I'm getting this. I'm getting something for myself. All right, verse 3, it says, Wherefore, brethren, look ye out among you, look, seven men, look at this, of honest report. Right? Look, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom. And it says, whom we may appoint over this business. Notice they didn't just get anybody. They got some people that was invested in their connection. Some people that was playing it all in, right? It says, it says, but we will give ourselves continually to prayer and ministry of the word. So there was a level for the apostles or the disciples to be pressing in the word, to be on that wall. But, but as things started to multiply, they had to impart and some empowerment into some what? Some, some able men, some people that was invested at a certain other level. And it says, and the saying pleased the whole multitude, look, and they chose Stephen, look. Now, they chose Stephen. He's not, he's not one of them. They chose Stephen to assist them. But look at this. Stephen already, before he was selected, a man full of faith and of the Holy Ghost. Before he was selected, not after he was selected. So he, I, uh, okay, can we, can we assume that's why he was selected? <laughs> Because he was full of faith in the Holy Ghost, because he was daily reading, pressing and studying, can we assume that that's the gift that made room for him? Amen. Right? Not, what about me? Didn't say he said, what about me? Not, oh, so, oh, so, yeah, so you're going to play me like that? You know, I went to such and such seminary. Didn't say that either, did he? Okay, all right, we got that. I'm just making sure we're all paying attention. It says, uh, so it says, Stephen, a man full of faith in the Holy Ghost, and Philip, and, and Prochorus, and, uh, no, I'm sorry, Prochorus, and Nicanor, and Timon, Parmenius, and Nicholas, the proselyte of, of Antioch. It says, whom they set before the apostles, meaning that they, they sat like at the next level under them. And when they had prayed, they laid hands on them. Look, and the word of God, look, after they did this, it says, and the word of God increased and the number of disciples multiplied even more in Jerusalem greatly. And in a great company of priests were obedient to the faith, right? Look at verse eight. And Stephen, this guy that was full of faith and power, did great wonders and miracles among the people. Now it says, Stephen, the guy selected, not the apostles. They did wonders and miracles too, but it says Stephen also, once he got even more, what? Planted, more invested, right? Amen. You see that? Amen. See, so, so, so this is the thing. You got these disciples, they already had a, a level of investment. They were planted at a certain level. And so, so, so in our life, we understand something about the disciples. Number one, we understand they saw Jesus in action. Right? Number two, we understand they heard what he said. Right? And then number three, they believed it and forsook all. Number one, they saw Jesus in action. Right? From the stands. Number two, they heard what he said. Number three, they believed what he said and forsook all. Now that's an investment, right? Okay, so let's look here at Mark. 
we must not settle for less than God wants us to have. Right? You want all that he wants you to have, you have to be all in. Right? Um, all right, so, so, so I want to give you the contrast of this because I said they forsook all. But, 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 but look at, look, okay, let's do this first. I'm sorry. Let's go to Luke 5. We'll come back to that. Let's go to Luke 5. We'll come back to Mark 14. Luke 5, verse 11. I probably read before eleven. All right, so I told you this story before. Uh, we talked about this last week when he told him to to. Uh, yeah, don't want to do this. Launch out into the deep and let your nets down. Remember to go out deeper. To you know, remember we talked about that, right? And so I guess I could start after. I'll start at verse 7. It says, And then they beckoned unto their partners, which were in the, in the other ship, that they should come and help them. And they came and filled both ships, so they began to sink. So this is after he told them to go deeper to, to, to launch back out, right? And then verse 8, when Simon saw it, now when he saw what happened based on Jesus' word, outside of all their intellect as, as professional fishermen, it says he fell down at Jesus' knees saying, depart from me, I am a sinful man, O oh Lord. So now there's a level of humility operating here because he recognized I'm around God, right? God in the flesh, namely Jesus, right? And he says, it says, for he was astonished and all that were, were with him at the drought of fishes they had taken, at, you know, power and operation here. Verse 10. And so was also James and John, the sons of Zebedee, which were partners with Simon. And Jesus said unto Simon, fear not, for henceforth thou shalt catch men. Right? So you, you thought you was out here to catch fish, but your purpose is to catch men. Verse 11. And when they had brought their ships to land, look, they forsook all and followed him. Hold on. So let's, let's look at this picture here. All right, so they're professional fishermen. This is what they do daily. This is what we do. So they understand when it's, when it's biting. And so they was out fishing. It wasn't biting. They come back. Jesus said, okay, let me borrow your, your major tool here, and that's your boat. Let's, let's move it out from the shore because I want to preach off of the water so it can amplify the sound of my voice. That's, that's the purpose of it. After he used their equipment, he says, well, since you gave me of something that was valuable to you, you didn't know what I'm going to do with your boat. He says, all right, hey, I know what y'all do for a living. Launch back out into the deep. Ho, ho, no, no, we, we toiled all day. This ain't the day for fish. We're professionals here. Nevertheless, oh, I love that statement. At thy word, we're going to go and let down those nets. We're going we're gonna to invest Maybe where we've invested before, we're going to give all to what we've done before, but this time we're doing it at your word. 
It's not in our timing, not about our will, not about what's comfortable for us. So they go out unprepared. Because they go, okay, it's almost like we're going to go at your word, but we've been here, done this before. We done been down this road before. But we, hey, at your word, we're going out there, okay. So they go out with not enough boats. You notice they wasn't looking for overflow. They had so much fish, they had to call their boys. Yo, bring your boats too, man. And the boats began to sink. And when they saw it, they said, whoa, this ain't a normal guy. Peter knew enough to go, man, now I'm not even worthy to be around you. I might pollute your anointing. I'm such a, a wretched guy. The other guys were so astonished too. They were like, oh my, I can't believe this. Now, you can imagine they had to go back because they were out in the deep, right? So they had some conversation. So when they're going back, you know, they had some conversation, and the conversation wasn't dogging nobody out, wasn't talking nothing negative, wasn't questioning how he was challenging them, who he think he is. No, they were like, hold on a second. Did you hear what that dude said? Fishers of men. Now, at that moment, they can go, no, 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 no. No, I fish for fish, bro. I'm a pro. I haven't, I got, listen, I don't went to fish for fish university. I got a master's in fishing for fish. Matter of fact, I'm in school for my PhD on fishing for fish. And you're going to tell me, from this point on, I'm going to fish of men. I haven't gone to fishes of men's school. I don't have a PhD, master's. I only have a bachelor's in fishing men. Matter of fact, you didn't see nothing here. So how shall this be? This guy right here showed power that he came from God. Oh, no, no, no. It says when they got back, they having conversation, they, was, they forsook all. They didn't say some things. They, no, we all in. However this fishing of men works out, I'm all in. <laughs> Listen, I, I don't have no skill set. I, I can't control it. I can only float. I don't know where this current taking me, but I know what? I'm jumping in. <laughs> Right? That's a whole nother level of investment, right? See, 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 this whole all in or not, it's always measured. See, there's a, there's a, there, 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 there was a time. Look, look, let's go. How do I want to do this? John 1. We're going to go back to Mark, uh, Mark 14, but let's do John 1. Because remember, I said before you, life and death, blessings and curses, choose life. The words that I speak to you, they are spirit and life. So when God is leading you in a particular direction and, and, and God's words are coming to you, those are words to the chosen. There's a message coming up on the chosen. But those are words to the chosen. The chosen, oh, the chosen was waiting on these words. You understand? Like the chosen was doing things that they could do, doing things that they learned to do, doing things that they were trained to do, but something was always missing. But when words from God comes and tells you what he told you you're supposed to do, something changes, man. Something in you start to shake, man. Remember how when uh, Mary came around Elizabeth and on the inside of her, John started to, he started to dance, he started to step, like, you know what I'm saying? He was like, 
he, he, he wasn't playing around, right? Something happened, right? Because he, whoa, 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 kingdom blood in the house. Something's going on here. Who's that in there? He's doing something to me. When God, when people, when a chosen man or woman of God hears God's words, it does something different. It makes you move different. See, I was in uh, New Jersey and I was pursuing basketball and um, I went, so I started to live for God. So I'm pursuing basketball, I live for God, I stopped drinking, smoking. I'm just basically balling and be keeping a real visiting church, you know, like I, because I think I'm positive now. I'm more positive than most people I'm around. If I even go to church, I'm special. You know what I'm saying? So I was just, look, and I went on my own. <laughs> like, that was like a big deal for me. Like, nobody, look, nobody pressured me or, you know, I'm out here, you know, baller and everything. I'm like, man, I'm going to church. Now, I, went, I felt so good. I went on my own, sat down and heard the choir, which I just love the choir. I just, probably don't know what they were talking about. I just like music. And um, so I go visit a church in another city, uh, Summit, New Jersey. And I was really praying about, I felt this pull, like what am I supposed to be doing right now? And, and, and I, I, I'm in this crossroads, you know, because I got this, I, I'm crossing over. I just crossed over to playing the second season with this, uh, this uh, we, we had a summer uh, pro league in the area. So I was playing with this team from Brooklyn, New York. And uh, so I'm like, okay, so I'm where I want to be there, but I still feel something pulling me. All, this, all my comforts around me started to crash. Like all the things that I would depend on, it just started to crash, right? It's just like I couldn't grab them. You, you know, Gerard, like when you're falling, you're trying to grab the rail, you know, there was no rails to grab. I was like, okay, okay. Like, like I'm afraid to move, man. But basketball was flowing, though. That's the only thing that was flowing. So I go down to this church, and I heard this man of God preach this sermon, and everything in the sermon was saying, leave from where you are. Go after the Ark of the Covenant, which represents the presence of God. Right? right? Uh, uh, what is the scripture? Uh, Joshua. It says, leave from where you are and go after it. It's Joshua 7. It's in there. I think it's Joshua 7. And so when, when, when I heard it, I didn't hear leave from where you are and go after it. I heard, because my sister was trying to get me to go to Columbus, Ohio, leave and go to Columbus. I'm like, scared the life out of me. Go to Columbus? Like, like who in the Northeast is going, boy, when I grow up, you know where I'm going to move to? Columbus, Ohio. <laughs> I just can't wait, man. It was my dream spot. I'm not dog in Columbus, Ohio. Trust me, it changed my life. It's the best move I've made in my life. Just, just for effect. This is storage for effect, right? Right. But that's that was it. So, so, so I said, okay, look, that was it. That word that came to someone that God was choosing to do something, unbeknownst to me, what it was, and for that I couldn't let it go. I couldn't get around it. I could not do it. It made no sense for what was important to me, professional basketball. I've I never been to Ohio. i never been to Columbus. I, said, I made this statement. I said, they probably didn't play basketball in, in Columbus. They said, you know, I was from Newark, you know. But I was like, man, I'm going to go out there? Like, what? Like, I, at least I've worked hard. They know me. 
I'm in a familiar environment. I, I, now I have, I can go places and navigate. I, I'm on the late train. There was a time when, you want to play? Like, who are you? But now I'm, hey, hey, yo, my man, yo, 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 please, you want to play with us? I was getting calls. Hey, man, yeah, yeah, we playing the such, such. You, you, could you come? What, you, what you, you, you playing with another team? No, no. Like, I, I would get stuff like that. I mean, why are you going to do us like that? So, so that's, you know, for a baller, that's what you want. You want acceptance. You want, you want to be needed. Ain't no guarantee that's going to happen in Columbus, Ohio. Starting from completely over. I, I had given most of my entire life to basketball since I was eight. But everything in me said go. That word. See, when, when, when Jesus said to Peter, hey, hey. I know this looks like a real serious miracle here. This ain't nothing compared to what I'm about to do in your life. You're going to be fishers of men. He couldn't let it go. They kept talking about it. He jumped on it right. He, man, we shutting down everything. We're forsaking all. See, we... Oh. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> What's going on around here? I was like, why are my glasses down there? I, so... <laughs> Right, so so we're, we're, we're looking for fulfillment. But let me ask you this. God's been giving you words, but has it been enough for you to forsake all? Just let that soak in for a second. <laughs> right? All right, so, so we're going to spend all this time with this guy. All right, so John 1, 12. Look, look, see, see. Everybody didn't operate this way. Look, John 1, 12, uh, we'll start with 11, I'm sorry. It says, he came unto his own, and his own received him not. Look, it says, but as many as received him, to them gave he power to become sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. He says, so he came to some, they didn't believe him. But everybody that believed, just like Peter and them did, gave he power to become sons of God. Romans 8, all creation is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. Waiting for the chosen to respond to God's word and to operate in what God purposed them to do. Amen. To be all in to what God sent us here for. Not all in to the things that's going to please man, your cousin, Mika and them. I just pulled out names. It's actually a real, it's a name though. I pulled out a name, you know. It's a lot of Mika's in, in Newark. Yo, yo, you see Mika? <laughs> right? All right, so, so, so look, this is a situation where they forsook him. People forsook him. Look, look at uh, Mark 4. So sometimes it's, uh, we, we, we don't, Forsake all because it's not, it's unfamiliar to us, right? But, in, but then sometimes we don't forsake all because of pressure. Mark 14 and we'll start here. This is when they came to uh, uh, arrest Jesus. Uh, verse 48, it says, and, and Jesus answered and said unto them, are ye come as, as 
against a thief with swords and staves to take me? He said, I was daily with you in the temple teaching and you took me not, but the scriptures must be fulfilled. So he's like, y'all think y'all got some type of clout? Y'all just rolling with scripture. Y'all not, like, y'all ain't all that sweet. Look, next verse. And they all forsook him and fled. All those boys that was rolling with him, seeing all the miracles, they forsook him and fled because of pressure. Right? Instead of forsaking all, they forsook him. Right? And so we have this choice also. See, an invested connection is what we're talking about here, is reaching through uh, the initial vision, venue, or vessel to plant ourselves in the root foundation, which is God. So it's reaching through the initial vision, the initial venue, initial vessel. Could you put that picture up? Do you have it in both places? You just have it for the house? You just have it for the people online? So why wouldn't you, why are you playing the people that's in here? All right, I'm going to read the statement again while we, he's getting the picture together. But the people online already have the picture, right? All right. <laughs> All right, so we got to get up to speed in here, y'all. All right, so, so remember, it's reaching through the initial vision, venue, or vessel. So imagine, um, uh, so, so sweetheart, I'm going to just use you real quick. It's pretty so. I just did this so you could be, just to be, no, no, I want to sing the wrong song in church, so. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Commodores ain't got nothing to do with church right now. All right, so, so here, this is the initial vessel that God has sent in my life. And the Bible says uh, a man finds a wife and obtain favor of the Lord. So she came to me as a woman. Now, for me to obtain a favor, I had to reach inside of her and pull out the wife. And I had to go through some things. Why are you laughing? No, I said, Lord knows. <laughs> right. But, but it was worth it. Right? And so, so I had to reach through that initial vessel, right, to almost face me, face me, totally face me. So I'm almost reaching through to her to get to the root of what's in her. Because what actually, there you go, thank you. Uh, so what actually um, is, is touching my life is the God in her, mm -hmm. right? Hey, Lou, hit those lights real quick. You hit the first two in front. Yeah, yeah. So, so thank you, sweetheart. You're such a beautiful woman. I'm blessed. Blessed. I can sing that song, right? He's blessed in the city. All right. All right. So if you see here, like, the, the, what we first see is the tree. But at the root of the tree is everything that's really going to impact us. You know, you know, God that's created this world is within. So we got to reach through the initial Vision that we see. So, so you come into a house as a vision. You got to reach through that 
vision to touch God. When you, when you, when you, uh, God sends you vessels. God sent the members of the body that pleases you. You got to reach through the vessel to touch God, right? Yeah. So, so you come into the house. You got to reach through the initial coming into the house and plant yourself. You got to get to the roots, right? You got to press break through to the roots, right? And so you can hit the turn the lights back on. Thanks, Lou. All right, so you, you, you got to reach through that initial vision, venue, and vessel to plant ourselves in the root foundation. That's what a God is. That's what we need to connect to, right? And sometimes it's hard to get through that because that person's sent to hold you accountable. That, hurt, that person's sent to give you the truth in love. That person's going to challenge you. Listen, that person may challenge you till you get it. See, 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 we live in a society, we was talking about this in a Master Life class, we live in a society that, okay, if, let's say you get something frequently. So I, I made the statement, let's say if we, we taught on the fruit of the spirit and the works of the flesh for this entire year. Really wouldn't be enough time to cover everything. But I guarantee you'll have some people, you know, within the first seven weeks or so be like, are we going to talk about anything else? So they're not thinking about what they need. They're thinking about that's enough based on what they're willing to tolerate. So people think what they're willing to tolerate determines what they should receive. No, you are receiving what God thinks you need and it's customized for your need. So it's like, uh, so you guys, you know, uh, since you got mama here, uh, there's times you may go, she be getting on my nerves. You're always asking me uh, to take out the garbage. I just use take out the garbage, right? Hey, you just take out the garbage. But guess what? You know how you can shut her mouth up? Take out the garbage ahead of time. <laughs> okay, okay, clean my room. Okay, I'll clean my room. Oh, boy, she opened her mouth one more time and clean my room. Guess what? You know how you can shut her up? Clean your room ahead of time. <laughs> but, but, but there's something in our mind that goes... It's irritating because they're asking, not as irritating because I place a demand on them to ask. So it's irritating because I'm hearing it, not I place a demand on having to hear it because God knows I continuously need this until I change. Change ain't change until you change. That's Pastor Mel, quote from Pastor Melanie. Pastor Melanie Bradley, make sure you get that right. Melanie, not Melody. All right, just make sure you get that right. Right? See, see, so what I'm saying is, like, it's, it's amazing, like, how we operate. We don't operate based on, I want everything I need. We operate on, hold on now. So, so I was in a situation I won't say, but... When you see this, you know I'm talking about you, but I have to use it for an example. So we're in a situation where it's a, uh, uh, where you do a strategic planning, right? Strategic planning meeting. And so when we went around, all the things that we needed to change pointed to, uh, let's say, the CEO in this environment. It, was just, it, was just, it just kept coming up. So let's say it's, well, I don't want to use you, uh, CEO Pete. We always use Pete. So... So CEO Pete, so all the information, all the questionnaires, all the Pete, Pete keeps coming up. Well, so then you got to explain to Pete, because Pete's the CEO, 
he could, could fire you, right? <laughs> and so nobody wants to say nothing, but of course, you know me, I just, tactfully, like Nathan, I was like, okay, Pete, well, this is why we keep having these readouts. The computer keeps reading these out for this particular reason. Pete jumps in and goes, ho, 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 ho. They're not watching now. Let's not go too far. Well, everybody already is walking on eggshells, right? So now people are going to what? They're going to shut down. But Pete said, Let you, hey, you're going too far. Was it too far because Pete had enough information to change? No, it was too far because it was getting uncomfortable for Pete. The information has nothing to do with if we're going to be comfortable or not. It's what we need to change. Because change ain't change until what? You change. It's Pastor Melanie Bradley again. Just don't forget that. Mar Melanie Marie Bradley. Right? All right, so just, just keep that in mind. Um, let's go to Colossians 3. Colossians 3. So you want to be a leader. <laughs> well, I, I was telling the guys yesterday, I said, man, boy, it ain't no joke being a leader or being a pastor because you got to do what's best and, and you got to give people what they need until they until get, get the change that God approves of. But the whole time, they like, okay, bro, that's enough of that. <laughs> you want to shut that down? You want me to come around again, don't you? Back up off that. No more truth from you, Keith Bradley. But hey, I got to please God, right? All right, so Colossians 3 is, 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 is wonderful. This is another Pastor Mel. She loves this particular passage, at least one of these scriptures. Verse 23, it says, And whatsoever you do, do it heartily as unto the Lord, not unto men. Right? It says, knowing that the Lord, uh, that of the Lord, you, re you shall receive a reward of the inheritance. Right? For ye serve the Lord Christ. So look, look. Whatever you do, do it heartily as unto the Lord and not unto men. Now, it's, it's hard to do that if all you can see is the surface. So remember we said you got to look, you got to dig past the surface and get to the root. So every time I'm doing something to serve one of you, I have to do it as I'm serving God himself. So even if you kick, you scream, you're mad, you're sad, you're glad, right? Whatever the situation is, I got to keep, keep my eyes on God. If, 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 if I'm working for you, which I, you know, in a way I'm serving you, and you abuse me, I can't look at you. I got to look at it as unto the Lord. So I may give you what you don't even deserve. I may give you something that doesn't match how you're even treating me or how you're taking me from granted. How am I doing that? Because I'm not looking at you. I'm looking at it as doing it unto the Lord. So some may some have watched and viewed and, hey, I don't understand. Why is he tolerating that? Because you got the whys, right? He should, hey, he should cut that person. Get rid of that. Hey, Go off on them, whatever. But I'm not doing it unto that person. I'm doing it as unto the Lord. And that's, that's the wise. Then you got the people, house. You got the house. How is he doing that? How is he tolerating that? Man, that's why you the pastor. 
Yeah, I've heard that line from quite a few of y'all. But that's why you pastor it. Because if it was me, tell you what, if it was me, tell you what. Man, I've seen people, uh, we, was at a, we was playing at a gym, and the guy, the guy got mad. And my wife don't like this either. So, so if you get mad at me, I, and then you tripping, I'm probably, you probably going to hear, the first thing I know you're going to hear is, what, you mad? What, you upset? So this guy, he's going off. I was like, what, you upset? What, you mad? What, you you, you, you're throwing out threats. You act like this is a boxing ring. Man, just play the game, man. You know, so I'm saying this, but if you're not watching, you're looking from a distance, it looks like the dude coming at me crazy, but he's just talking. And so the guys that was rolling was uh, Kelly and Felipe. They rolling with the guy like, well, we're going to have to do something? I'm like, man, this is not even that serious. At one time, she thought I was going uh, to be in a fight. She's on the other end of the court. So the guy was trying to be physical. So he, he trying to be physical, so... He tried to get physical, so when I went to get him out the hole or, or, or hook him to get out, he slipped. So when he slipped, his head dropped. So I caught him right in his throat, hit the floor, boom. So he gets up because he got caught in the throat and hit the floor. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's a reaction. It's a normal reaction. So, so I just, I said, man, I, I ain't do that on purpose, man. I ain't all that. So I, I, he's, he's hot. But I was like, I said, man, you know, I ain't do that on purpose. Because he knew he shouldn't have been trying to be physical anyway. So she sees him get up and she don't hear what I'm saying. But, I, but it wasn't like his boys ran over. She see all that. And I was like, no, nah, it ain't that serious. Yeah, I just, I just I, I'm not making this up. I'm making this up. This is exactly how, what happened. But on the outside, it looked like, oh, it's about to go down. It's about to go down. And wasn't nothing going down. You see what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's how we perceive things, right? It's, it's just how we perceive things. So sometimes you have to uh, look past the surface. Okay, I said sometimes, didn't I? We have to look past the surface into the heart of a situation, right? Guess what? We can submit now. Because we're not submitting unto the person, we're submitting to God. Siobhan, God is the one that tells you to submit unto your husband. So when you are operating as a wife to your husband, you're doing it as unto the Lord. Because if you had to do it as unto Jamal, it would be a lot more difficult. But guess what? Jamal is not here, but he's actually speaking. He, I can hear him saying amen. He actually has to submit unto God too. Because if you had to submit just to Siobhan. Okay, this is not fair to use y'all. Pastor Mel ain't submitting to Keith. I'm telling y'all that right now. And some of y'all say, we know. <laughs> right, right, she's not. It's the God in Keith. Man, ain't nobody in this building trying to do nothing for Keith. Well, that's not true. Some of y'all probably, I mean, I ain't, I ain't got a terrible personality. You know what I'm saying? I'm not a bad guy. But you understand what I'm saying? You, you're doing stuff as unto the Lord. It's the God in Keith. It's the God in Melanie that I love so much. Remove the God in Melanie. I think I'm still going to love her, but it's going to be harder because Melanie without, without God can be, you know, she's, she's tough. She, she ain't nothing to play with. You know, I probably wouldn't be a man. I'd probably still be submitted, but I wouldn't be a man. I, okay. Hey, Ray. Hi. Amen. Sorry, I said that truth. My bad. I didn't mean it. I really didn't mean it. I didn't mean it. <laughs> so thank God. <laughs> thank God. Uh, my wife is a woman of God. 
and I can still be a man. <laughs> Boy, that's another way of looking at it, ain't it? All right, so, so Matthew 8, um, verse 8, because this submission to draw is really big, investment to draw. Uh, so Matthew 8, 8, we've talked about this in spiritual authority before. It says the centurion answered, and said, oh, I'm sorry, let's, let's start. Verse 5, it says, when Jesus entered into Capernaum, there came unto him a centurion beseeching him and saying, Lord, my servant lieth at home sick of palsy, grievously tormented. So he's speaking half of the servant. This is the centurion now. He says, uh, and Jesus said unto him, I will come and heal him. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that thou should have come under my roof. He says, but speak the word only and my servant shall be healed. Then he explained, he says, for I am a man under authority, submitted to authority, having soldiers that submit to me, under me. He says, I say to this man, go, and he goeth, and to another, come, and he cometh, and to my servant, do this, and he doeth it. And when Jesus heard it, he marveled and said, un, said to them that follow, verily, verily, I say unto you, I have not found so great faith, no, not in Israel. Why? This guy broke down the reason why he was confident that all you got to do is speak the word. Because he saw, watch Jesus, is like, you're submitted to God. So you're submitted to authority, so I know you have authority. I've seen you speak with authority. Right, so because you're submitted to authority, I know God is working with your word with signs and wonders following. Because you're, uh, you're, you're, uh, connected or, or you're invested or, as we talked about in Master Life class, you're abiding in him, right? And so he says, and I understand that principle because I'm submitted to authority. Basically what he's saying is when authority asks me to go and go, I do and do. So because I'm submitted to authority, the people that submitted to me, when I say go, they do it and do that. So I know you're submitted to God. When you say to sickness and disease, go, it has to go. See, some of us are speaking authoritative words with no authority, backing them. That's like going out here and stealing a police officer's uniform, but you never went to the academy and you're not approved as a police officer. Arresting someone, bringing them to the precinct and say, and they're like, excuse me? You have no authority to arrest this man. There's no power backing you. And see, that's the thing. Sickness, disease, debt, and dis all that stuff be trying to roll up in your house. Are you submitted? Are you invested in the kingdom? Because when you're squeezed, that investment's coming out. If you, if you, listen, if you take a water hose and you, and you, and you uh, squeeze it up against uh, some liquid acid, and you squirt the water hose to water your lawn because you want your lawn to grow, right? You're just going to kill your lawn because it's submitted to the wrong source to get the results you want. Sometimes we're talking about God, but we're submitted to the world. When we squeeze, we want authority that comes out, but fear and weakness comes out because what comes out is what we're submitted to. 
what we're connected to, what we're invested in. If we spend most of our time in lust, that's what's coming out. Here we go again. See, the preachers talk. First of all, let's be real. You don't get, you, you can go to a thousand churches and, and probably, probably hear somebody talk about lust one time. Aaron's Christian Center. And that's not fair. It's probably some other, probably two other churches in the world. But I, I know we, we, we did it. We, okay, we didn't go to all the churches in the world. We didn't go to a thousand churches. But before we started church, we just went to a bunch of churches. And you rarely ever heard anybody talk about us, ever. And they definitely don't talk to the women about us. Right? Even though, do the research. There's a lot of women doing pornography. I was going to say another word, but since you said pornography, okay. <laughs> She's helping with the sermon here. It's her fault. Pastor Mel, remember Pastor Mel? Melanie, not Melody. She's the one that said that. All right, so you can't say, Pastor, always you gotta talk about porn. Leave me alone, leave me alone. But see, this is the thing. I'm not talking about it for condemnation. I'm talking about it because if you squeeze it, you don't get power. If that's what you invest in, you ain't get no power. Actually, let's be honest. Those that have, have, have invested in the world of lust, when you're under pressure, what normally comes out? Fear. Oh, I, that was, the fear was the nice one. Okay, weakness, that was the nice one too. But y'all know the mean one. What'd you say? Anger. Woo! <laughs> Woo! Snapping. Look, you snap so bad, you on the inside going, hey, don't listen to him. What's wrong with him? Oh my. Ah! He scares you. You ever scared yourself? Oh, so now, now y'all, like y'all, y'all want to indicate that that was me, right? So, look, I, people out there watching, cause y'all at the house, so y'all, y'all, I see all y'all showing some levels of excitement. You should have seen everybody's laughing. <laughs> Won't agree to that because it might indicate me, <laughs> right? But I'm just saying. But okay, me, I use me. You know, when I was out there in lust, boy. Volcanoes eruption all over the place. And I'm like, what's wrong with me? The Lord said, how about the flesh? <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So, so we don't want to invest or commit or plan ourselves in something like that. And you know, habitually when you do something, it becomes like a lifestyle. You find yourself planted in it. You, got, you, you need a transfusion, right? A word transfusion. Ain't that right, Trina? A word transfusion, Right? So I said, what do I do? Soak up that word. How much? <laughs> How often? <laughs> yeah, day and night. Where do I start? With the word. <laughs> when do I start? Now. <laughs> that's all. That's all. Oh, that's my wife. That's all. <laughs> All right, so, so, sorry, Bible. All right, so, uh, 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 John, I'm in Luke, but John 17. John 17. I, you know, add a little humor to it, but, but, but there's, there's, there's keys to this. My wife was talking about this morning, like, we don't do enough talking about the, the battle between the flesh and the spirit, the war between the natural man 
you know, in the spirit, man. There's a war going on. And if we kind of just casual, I don't know what's wrong with me. How about that natural man is getting fed more than that spiritual man? The spirit is indeed willing, but the flesh is weak. How about that? Well, that's not a put down. That's not like that. That shouldn't even be a condemnation. That should be solution. Right? It should be, hey, I know what to do. And then if I'm not doing it, you don't have to be condemned. You can just say, man, I got to get to this. You do it and everything else in your life. I need to pay that bill off. 15 years go by. Man, I need to pay that bill off. You still trying to pay the bill off. Right? 15 years don't went by. Right? (laughs) <laughs> you know you know hey you gotta pay that spiritual bill <laughs> I gotta pay that bill off man I gotta invest I gotta invest a little more than I was invested before cause I'm not getting the return I wanted <laughs> flesh still responding the debt keeps showing up people keep calling me asking me to pay for stuff Leave me alone. <laughs> All right, so, so John 17, it says these words, <laughs> these, <laughs> said these words, Jesus, uh, these words spake Jesus and lifted up his eyes in heaven and said, Father, the hour is come. Glorify thy son, that thy son also may glorify thee. It says, as thou hast given him power over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as thou hast given him, right? It says, and, and this is life eternal, that they may know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent, right? It says, and I have glorified thee on the earth, and I have finished the work which you gaveth me to do, all in, right? It says, and now, O Father, glorify thou me with thine own self, with the glory which I had had with thee before the world was. So Jesus is asking Bolin because he's been all in. He's been totally invested, right? So he's like, well, basically, there's something I'm supposed to receive. <laughs> and I've been totally submerged into you, so I actually have every right to be back with you and have that same glory I had before I came down here and even at another level because I gave my life for the people you love. Right? Now, you know he gave his life, so he was all invested, right? It says, I have manifested uh, thy name or character or honor among the men which thou gaveth me out of this world. So there's some particular people that were chosen here, right? It says, thine were they, they were yours, and thou gavest them me, and they have kept thy word. We talked about that this morning, right? So not just reading the word, not just knowing of the word, but kept the word. So when the demand is placed on them, what's coming out? That word. Because they stayed invested and connected. It says, now they have known that all things whatsoever thou hast given me are of thee. Right? It says, for I have given unto them the words which thou gavest me, and they have received them. So it's not enough that he gave them, they received them, and have known surely that I came out from thee, and they have believed that thou didst send me. Now, we believe he sent them, and we believe all this stuff. We have access to some things. It says, I pray for them. I pray not for the world. So you see, we, we try to mix the world and the kingdom in as one. 
Well, he just said, I don't pray for the world. So if Jesus was living in 2020, somebody taking him to court. Or somebody says he's operating in a hate religion because he ain't praying for the world. He ain't praying for the world because what he's saying is you don't have to stay in the world. I'm praying for what's going to best benefit your life. Why would I pray to make it comfortable for you to be in something that's cor cor corrupting your life? Right? He says, uh, he says uh, I pray not for the world, but for them which thou hast given me, for they are thine. And all mine are thine, and thine are mine, and I am glorified in them. And he says, and now I am no more in the world, but these are in the world, and I come to thee, Holy Father. Right? He says, keep through thine own name or honor those whom thou hast given me, that they may be one, as we are one. So he's like, I'm invested in God. I'm going to teach you how to invest in me. If you invest in me, you're going to connect to God. We'll all be one. That's what the goal is. Right? That's what the goal is, to be all in. It says, we talked about it in Matthew 22. It says, love the Lord with all thy heart, soul, and might. Everything in you, love God. Right? And see, the thing is, I get it. Sometimes you think when a demand is placed on you to love God, to focus on God, to be about God, you think you're going to miss out on something. You're already missing out on something when you're not doing it. Hey, try it. If it don't work, you know what you can do? You can go back to doing what you was doing before. Try it. Very few people have ever tried to be all in. Very few people have tried to forsake all. They want the benefits of forsaking all, but very few people. Try it. Listen, listen, just try it. See what happens. It's going to be hard to let it go. As you investing in that word, it's hard to let it go, ain't it? You be looking for time to spend that word, don't you? As my wife, you know, for years, she'd see me, I'd be in the study. She'd be like, man, what is this dude doing up there all that time? Not like she was, it wasn't a complaint. It was just like, what is he doing there? Like, you've been there all day. That girl going on her study, she can't get out. She said, now I see what you've been doing here all this time. I see it. And then she said, babe, no, no, no. She said, it's not a chore. It's not stressing me out. She says, I love this. Man, I love spending time in here. Man, sometimes I just don't want to leave. In the book, uh, uh, Good Morning Holy Spirit, Benny Hinn, he started investing in the work. Man, he couldn't, this dude had to go to work. It was hard for him to go to work. He was in the, in the presence of the Holy Spirit. So, so he spent so much time. One day he spent hours. He walked out of the room. His mom was coming down the hall. When she, when she got in his presence, the presence of God threw her up against the wall. He never touched her. He, he so soaked up that presence so much. She walked out. Whoa! She walked out. Never touched her. I was in the service and the guy laid hands on me. He was actually connected to Minion Ministry. That's how I got connected to him. And he laid hands on me. And so I'm talking about we're in the service. This guy doesn't know me. I'm actually the, the part of, I'm, I'm responsible for VIP, so I'm just trying to get these guys ready to go in the back to eat with the, the man that preached. And this guy says, well, we just want to bless you. And yeah, so he, said, he says, uh, he took off his tie. He took off his tie. Took off his tie. Him and his wife start praying over it. I said, what is this guy doing? Because he don't know me, so it's not like it's pre-rehearsed. It's service. He wasn't even a speaker. So there's no audience, Right? He prays over the tie, threw the tie at me. I hit the floor. See, so what? It wasn't like I could have conjured something up. 
I didn't know what he was going to do. I hit the floor. I, uh, so he said, give me your business card. So I went out the door to our cafe to get the business card. I took a step and something slammed me up against the wall. So everybody's like, you okay? I was like, yeah, I'm okay, but I, could be, I couldn't walk. I didn't know what was going on. Power in the presence of God. But that don't come by just casually being in the world. Uh, as Benny Hinn said, there's a price to pay, pay for the anointing. There's a price to pay. So, so, so it's, a, it's an uh, investment. Let's see where we can jump off here. Uh, I guess we'll be talking about this next week because... Oh my God, I didn't even, that's something I really wanted to share. I didn't even get to. All right, let's, um, I just want to end right there. How about I just end right there? <laughs> right? Is that cool?